All right, let's do some AEW. So uh, August 10th of Dynamite, it was Quake by the Lake. It started with the coffin match. Darby Allen defeating Brody King. This was a real hard-hitting match. It was a great match. Uh, Brody King was... Uh, so he was gushing blood since the start because uh, he he got hit with Darby's skateboard, which was full of tacks. And then Darby Allen ended up choking Brody King with a chain and hung him off the ropes uh, before dropping him and having King fall into the coffin. As the House of Black got involved in the match, it was yeah. fun to see Sting hiding in the coffin, attacking yep. Matthews, and all that kind of stuff. It was a it was a pretty uh, pretty gross match, and and the it most and and a compliment of a way because that was a that was a sight to see him gushing blood and hanging off the rope with yeah. a chain. Which, by the way, Darby Allen fucking held his own carrying that man with a chain that's <laughs> that's pretty fucking heavy yeah i mean that that whole match is pretty dark I, it's very innovative and it's definitely definitely very different when it comes to your typical matches like a hardcore match and yeah we've seen cast- coffin matches before but yeah yeah well darby allen's been in every coffin match in aw history and i think he's won every one of them too there's only been a handful um brody king he's a he's a big motherfucker man so he, he was bouncing around darby all over the ring darby's like a human wreck a human wrecking ball he can just bounce off of everything and just recover kind of like he just kind of reminds me of uh kind of like a mick foley or you could just beat the shit out of him the whole time and sometimes he just keeps coming back Mick and foley jeff hardy yeah it's just mix. like he's like a basketball he can just bounce up and down but eventually he's just gonna <laughs> recover um but yeah i the finish was when I first saw it, I was like, um, that was the finish. But the more I thought about it, the more I liked it too, because it was actually when, um, Darby Allen got eliminated in that, um, uh, it was like a battle Royal style when Brody King became uh number one contender to face Moxley. And, uh, he choked him out and dropped him to the floor. So this was like, kind of like a little payback for Darby Allen and Brody King choking him with the chain and, and Brody King hit the floor and kind of rolled into the casket so smoothly but I love matches like that. It's so bloody and it's so violent. And it's so unexpected because I don't. When I'm watching those matches, typically, you know, we've seen so many matches over our life, and it's like all right, I kind of know what to expect. And but those kind of matches, and especially in AEW style, it's like I have no, I have no fucking idea what's gonna happen, bro. WWE it's so unpredictable. They'll take the guy and they'll kind of drag him towards like the coffin or mm-hmm. the casket, what? And then they'll 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 go to throw him in. They'll hold on. They'll hit you with the elbow. Yeah. They go, oh, you know, and then you'll try to grab so- the lid and try to force it down on the guy. Yeah, yeah. But it's I like mean, it's so just there's whatever. So but. many creative or so many different ways you can actually dump a guy in a casket, but that was actually a pretty cool, yeah, pretty cool way. AEW knows how to do them. Uh, WWE, like I said, kind of boring with it. Yeah. Undertaker did as much as he could do with his limitations in the company, and but AEW man, damn, so visually appealing. Like Brody King had like that uh that face paint like white face paint or something he had on him yeah. with the blood coming down which was on purpose i'm sure right yeah no it, he, he looked like a monster and uh darby allen always obviously always has like the face paint on but man i i just i just love those kind of matches man that really that really does it for me i love that kind of shit and i i did say last week i feel like we're seeing a little too much blood uh i'm not opposed to it I we just can debate like on that we can debate on it that. needs to be yeah it needs to be a little bit more uh for important shit but this was more of an important match i mean these guys got tattoos of their rivalry both of them 
So, I mean, yeah, that's important, man. I don't know. For for not even a pay-per-view match. Think about it. This is not a pay-per-view. Think, oh, by the way, I just want to say, I hope with Triple H in charge of WWE, he changes it back to pay-per-view and not premium, premium live, live event. event. Hey, man, you want to come over and watch the PLE? It the doesn't sound as that? good. No, my whole life has been a, a pay-per-view. <laughs> and it's still on pay-per-view. So, like, all because, whatever, you, you, we get it. But this is AEW. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so, yeah, I'm, I'm okay seeing the blood We're going to have to talk about here. that too much blood thing, though. We're going to have to we're gonna have to talk. We're gonna dig into we'll, that a we'll little bit. We'll dig in for a few minutes here. Yeah, sure. So, here's the thing. I'm okay with seeing blood. I, I think it really exemplifies a rivalry, and it makes it feel more important and more hard-hitting. I, I love it. It just doesn't need it in every match because yeah i mean if you if you know in a regular street fight you're gonna bleed it's gonna happen but pro wrestling ain't i don't know you know what i'm saying like it's i just don't want it to lose its magic that that's all i'm saying you that's, think, that's basically what you I'm think about. just because of too much blood we will become desensitized to it and it's because just like if we see thing. if we see a hard-hitting match without blood we're gonna be like oh it wasn't as good because the 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 new baseline is blood. So I think it's going to take away from those moments if they're not bleeding. So they have to really pick and choose the, the match. Yeah. The style. Like, so you're saying it has to be like every damn show. Well, you are you saying they only can bleed for a match? That's like the main event or a title match. I would say the highest point of any feud, no matter where you are in the card. Sure. Uh, but there has to be some sort of reason. Yeah, you can't just be like, all right, we're going to start the match. You're going to hit me. I'm going to roll to the side, cut myself, roll back in and go, oh, look at the blood. It's like, if you are only living on the blood uh, as your as your big pop, then that, you're not doing it right. But just think about the matches that AEW has recently um, come about. It's not... They're not relying just on the blood because if you if you take away the blood and just look at the totality of the match, if the blood wasn't a part of it, it still would be a good match. Oh yeah, they're for not sure. relying just on the blood. You take away the blood off of Brody King or you take away the blood off of Moxley, does it diminish the match in any way? I don't think it does. It enhances it. Now again, to to kind of agree with you, a match, a random tag match on AEW Dark or WWE main event is going to have blood no because that wouldn't make any sense no and that's that's us speaking yes what i'm more concerned about is is the the casual fan i don't want to overhear some some douchebag in the crowd going oh man nobody fucking bled in this match like i thought it was gonna be cool and hard hitting it's like it was they don't need to have blood in every match and it's the casual fan i'm worried about not us we we know what what good matches are versus bad but yeah. The casual fan, man, like, I don't want these motherfuckers bleeding like a pig every night. That, that's not good for you. And no, it's not. For the casual fan just to cheer and then move on to some new subject in two weeks, it ain't worth it, man. So no, it's not. Save yourself. Keep it for big moments. That's just my opinion. That's <laughs> that's the Reaper's opinion, believe it or not. So yeah. I don't know, man. It's, to me, it's I, I never never once since I've been watching wrestling for 30 plus years, I'm like, oh, that's too much blood. Never thought that one time. No, and I've been busted open only a couple times, not uh, in SCW, but this was other shit that I did that I should have should not have done back in the uh, <laughs> it, uh, back in the you know like backyards and shit. But yeah. it it is cool, and 
by the way, did you know, like, when blood get in, gets in your eye, if you are busted open in a match, man, like, it covers your eye. Like, you, you can't really see shit. No, no. It's like a shield. Does it burn? Yeah. It doesn't feel good at all. Like, it's like this this red shield. You can barely see. You know, it burn. It, it's, so it's a weird I've feeling. I've never been man. in the ring. I've never been bu- busted open like a Ric Flair or whomever, like, or a Moxley, you know, blood dripping down your face or, like, Stone Cold with his famous match with Bret Hart. But to me... It wasn't the blood in the eyes. It was. It would be. You know what bugged me? The taste. Because I feel like if you tasted your own blood and you swallowed it, you get sick. Nah, taste is okay. It's the. It's the scent. The oh. smell of blood. Oh, the iron. Yeah, mm-hmm. it yeah. gets me a little uneasy in the stomach when it happened to me. Because I. I remember I was wrestling. And I had my eye. My uh, eyebrow busted open. On, obviously on purpose. It was a spot. But it was the grossest fucking smelling thing. I ain't trying to be heroes, but. I was like, man, this is uh but it's a, it's a it's a great visual. So I I mean, yeah. Yes. But uh you know, my We're going to talk days. about blood a little more later too. Yeah, so. yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll move on to more shit. But yeah, that's uh that's, that's that. The next match was a tornado tag team match where we saw Rush and Andrade defeat the Lucha Bros. This was another great tag team match between all the competitors. Lucha Bros never hesitate to impress. No, they actually had a really good match. I actually like Andrade and uh how do you, what do you, how do you say his name? Is he, Rush. It Rush or Rouge? I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't I paying attention. But actually, apparently, <clears throat> Excalibur and um, the AW announce team make a, a good point. Of, they t- tagged up for like 200 plus matches, you know, back in their, was it AAA? Did they take up AAA? I believe. Yeah, so I'm, they, I'm bad with the stats for this, but yeah. So I'll, they, I'll just agree. They actually have really good chemistry with each other because they have a lot of success in the past, and that match was actually really good. I uh, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot. So it's like Andrade. Okay, so you know everybody is bagging on AW's booking of Andrade, right? But I think maybe this is going to be the time where it's like, all right, he's tagged up with a partner for he was been with for a very long time. Maybe this is going to push them to, you know, AW Tag Team Championships. They've got to be higher on the on the uh, the rankings, the leaderboard now because they they do keep track of this. Yeah, so, so they just beat the uh, the Lucha Bro. So it's like, all right, tag champs, man. They're gonna. They're, he's. I think they're gonna. I think eventually they're going to reach towards the AEW champion, uh, the tag team champion. Well, I mean, how do you feel about the Rush Roosh guy? Well, he's not bad. I like him. It. He seems okay. He yeah, doesn't he's seem not bad. At all. He's definitely probably he needs to be attached to somebody. Um, at least for with, now, with a yeah, with a bigger name and yeah. more credibility behind him. So yeah. But all right, next one we got backstage. Uh, we see Hangman and the Dark Order hanging out. Uh, yes the young bucks asked hangman hey you want to join us as the trio for the the competition coming up and hangman's like ah you know i need to stick with dark order they have oh, more of man. my broke my heart man more of my ship of, hey, broke my heart you know what this means i'm thinking and i'm sure a lot of you are too kenny omega yep i think kenny omega is going to return but to I, uh, uh to be with the young bucks you know what though what's hangman gonna do for all out though i don't know I saw some sort of picture, and I think Omega was on it for AEW, like the promotion. Wasn't he on it for something? Like, I saw him. He was, like, in the bottom right corner. I think he's rumored to return very soon. I think he's on the cusp. But then, hold on. Didn't Young Bucks turn on uh, Omega, like, before he left? So what the fuck is going to, I don't know. They have a long history. They're all friends. Hangman, Kenny Omega, (laughs) Young Bucks. They have an on and off, again, love-hate relationship. 
But man, it's like Matt and Nick are they got that jacks. toxic love, baby. Yeah. So they're backstage. <laughs> you're like, you know what, Hangman? You know what? We kind of fucked up. You want to be our partner? And Hangman's like, hey, you guys weren't there for me when I won the title, the Dark Order, aka the Dork Order. Um, Ooh, you don't like them? They don't do much. Uh, no, they don't. They're just kind of run hanging backstage. Um, no, I'm not trying to be, you know, too much here. But do you think if this, if if uh, Brody Lee was not in the Dark Order and none of that stuff happened, do you think they would have kept the Dark Order around? Because I feel like they're keeping it around as a remembrance for the late great. But, like, I don't know. Because they're not doing much. I feel like if he was never attached, I feel like they'd be like, ah, Nick's this whole People Dark like Order them, thing. though. Do they? I don't I, I, hear much I feel- about them. I, I, I mean, I, I like I them feel like too. People but... like them. Like they, they, they're over for sure. But all these guys who are getting released right now, like the non—I mean, the non-renewed yeah. contracts. It feels like there was like a the huge Dark group, is. and then it's not like five people, and then uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who they just lose? Uh, what's her name? Tara J. Oh, uh, Anna J. She's Anna with J. Uh, sorry, Anna J. Yes, is her new. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anna J. Just left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I kind of wanted a hangman to tag up with the young bucks because I feel like they make a great team. But if, if hangman's like, you know what, you guys didn't have my back when I needed you the most. This is not really for me right now. So be it. And then Matt and Nick were like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk to you. We'll text you later. And they looked so fucking devastated by it. They, yeah. they just basically pour their hearts out. And Hangman's like, no, nah, I'm good. And they're like, oh, shit, man. Awkward. Um, at least at least Hangman was cut cool the about camera. it. He's like, if, if you guys were to, you know, you know, hit my guys over here, the Dark Order, I can't say I'll be on your team. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. at least he was cool about it. I thought that it. was really good. I love the Young Bucks. Super kick party. All right, but next we had Wardlow and FTR beat down Lethal, Sanjay, and Singh for uh, kind of like a payback for what happened to them earlier. Uh, that was cool. Rick, Ricky Starks defeats Aaron Solo, and then afterwards Hobbs throws a tantrum backstage, oh. seeing Starks win. Uh, so I was surprised, well, not really too too surprised with, uh, with Starks winning, but he's been beaten down every single week. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I think it's a good thing for him. Cause it's, it's not back forth, back forth. Like seeing him getting beat down is just reasons for a bigger comeback. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so like, we're, we're cool with that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was all right. Do you have anything to say about that before I move on? What about Ricky Starks? Yeah. The, the whole thing or Hobbs, well, whichever. Well, well, I think Ricky Starks, he's eventually going to face Hobbs one-on-one it's going to be at all out obviously right right yeah do you think he's going to win against Hobbs yes you do yep I don't know I'm actually kind of split which is a good thing I have no idea but yeah because I can see them pushing Hobbs as that new big monster but like no I think both Ricky Starks well the problem with Hobbs is he's not the greatest on the mic so maybe he needs the win he needs the win, but I think he needs somebody to, because Ricky starts did most of the talking when they were together in Team Taz. Yeah, and now that they're split, Hobbs turned on him. It's like Ricky Starks. He obviously can cut a promo. I don't know if they're he, gonna he's get great back together. On the mic. Though, no, he he's Ricky Starks. The so, little so little, you're, what do you say, Dwayne? Who, who, right? Who, yeah, little Dwayne. <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne <laughs> aka you know young you know. Smaller version of The Rock. But, all right, who do you think has a better upside, Ricky Starks or Powerhouse Hobbs? Is Ricky Starks. You know what? 
shit. Because the, the easy answer is like, oh, well, Hobbs, he's bigger. But no. AEW don't play by those rules. No, man. they don't. So it's like. They don't have that Vince mentality like that. Charisma wise, it's Rick Starks, of course. Uh, times 10. You know, but size wise, Hobbs. But, you know. Characters Ricky, everything in wrestling, so I, I say Ricky starts as a bigger upside than Hobbs, but it doesn't mean Hobbs is going to be like a schlub. He's going, I think he no, has an upside no. too. His yeah. TNT, you know, TNT championship. Do you, I mean, do you see Starks as world champion in AEW? Or I don't know if I see TNT it. champion first, AEW champion. It's going to be a while because he there's a long list before him that's probably going to get it. All right. Well, all right. So next up, we have Cordell's favorite. It's uh, the TBS Championship. The Woo! champ, Jade Cargill, defeating Madison Rain, an XTNA Impact star, I believe. Match was decent. Baddies in the um, house. And afterwards, Athena jumped the guardrail to attack Jade after the win. So we got Cordell's, uh, Cordell's girl over here. Hey, so Smoke, let me ask you this question. I'm throwing it out there. Who's going to lose first? Roman Reigns or Jade? I, They're both. Excuse me. They've been undefeated for a long fucking time, man. Who's going to lose first? I actually was going to skip this segment, but he threw me in here. But uh, <laughs> Nah, we're asking you, man. Point oh, blank. Uh, yeah, Cordell's producing this one. That's why he's out. You know? uh, yeah. yeah, I was going to be out this one. But uh, since you mentioned you know, Jade and the baddies... Um, I think that Jade is probably going to lose hers first. To who? Athena? I, I don't see it for them. I think somebody bigger got to take it off of her. I see Athena winning it, man. I you do. Think Athena? Who, who oh. did uh, Athena dropkick into the guardrail? That shit was gnarly. That was... Uh, was that Red Velvet? No, it wasn't no? Velvet. It was... um. It wasn't Hogan. It wasn't... Was Kira it? Hogan? She dropped kicked the hell out of dude. I retweeted that shit. I was like, bro, that was devastating. I loved it. I would have been mad. I would have been mad after that. I'd be like, look, you're gonna have to fight me backstage. That that was a little too much. Yeah, I thought it was on the money. It was clean, man. Honestly, I want if she does lose it to you know Athena, I would be happy. But um, yeah. I'm just. I, I want to see what's next for Jade. I'm just hoping that Jade really, you know, is she's really, like thirty something and all, man. Thirty six. Thirty eight. I think it's thirty eight. Thirty six. Thirty eight. It's it's somewhere up there. It's somewhere right there. Yeah. It's I. You guys watch more than I do. Is her in ring skills developing? More? All right. I wanted to talk about that too. All right. So Jade, when they said she, I was, just look at her. We all do. <laughs> um. From a different perspective. Yes. So when Midnight Delight, baby. People no, not her. I'm saying for you. No, she can be <laughs> there for the me Midnight too. Delight. For the viewers she, who don't know, Cordell's Midnight Delight. I'm not my, saying shit. She's my chocolate delight too. Anyway, go ahead. So when people said she was being trained by uh, Brian Danielson, it was like, all right, um, that's great. I don't know if that's still the case now. I really don't know. I haven't heard much about it. But it's like, all right, you put a, a jetpack on a Raptor. That's what people, somebody said that a long time ago. Like, all right, well, ever since then, I haven't really seen any improvement. It's like, I want to see more technical abilities. Like, she has the power game. Like, I want to see a submission now and again. Like, find a different way to win. It's like, all right, you have the physical tools. You look like a fucking superhero. Mm -hmm. I want to see the evolution of what you can become because I feel like her matches has been uh, a pain. She cuts good promos. 
she cuts good promos, but her matches, especially recently, last couple months, have been a paint by numbers kind of thing. It hasn't. I haven't seen the improvement that I've been looking for. Mm-hmm. Now, throwing a submission, throw off. She doesn't go to the top rope. She doesn't really throw anybody on the outside and mix it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Why not? Just throw 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 the other girl on the outside. Throw into the guardrail. You know, work her a little bit. Hit her. I mean. You can. There's a million submissions. A sharpshooter, a cross face, whatever. Um, you can tell she's sticking to her uh, bread and butter. Do you think she's nervous to hurt somebody? No, That's I just where don't think she comes in. She she hasn't broken out of her in ring shell. No, you know she is. She, she's. It's weird too because Jade is such a powerhouse and she looks like you know a billion dollars. She. I feel like she's still being conservative. She hasn't unlocked her potential of what she can become even though she's as great as she thinks she is she can even be more than that I, she she can be the aw world heavyweight champion in a heartbeat you think yeah. so yes i think so too i mean so the thing that broke me out of my character in the ring was i you know stomp people out in the corner i put their face on the rope and tried making them bite it and then kicking them in the back of the head yeah this like this doing so shit many, that's so out many of the things. ordinary yes. you know just like brawling and having fun and yes uh, making spots up in the ring like she's good and uh i'm not she has, she has a lot of, she, she has a lot of star presence too she has a, a yeah. huge you star can presence her matches are very abc it mm-hmm. is but it is. you know it's not like she's having a b and goes hey let's let's throw this in real quick it, she might be but it just doesn't seem that way it, and, it just know, she just needs to break she out she needs but to go that little she's great so, yeah so she, she's doing so she's technically doing what everyone was complaining about nia jacks about right She's playing it safe. Was Nia Jax playing it safe? I, I, no, they. she wasn't playing it safe. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, no, no. not playing it unsafe. I'm just saying, like, uh, instead of doing the the, the, the the easy rehearsals, you know, have fun in the ring kind of thing. I not, got you. I got not you. Like, not like that. Uh, Nia it, Jax was just unsafe in general. <laughs> and she hurt people. But It, it just doesn't seem you know, like. Because she, she, you think she's bigger than half of them. She Jade oh, yeah. is so much bigger. Yeah, so it's like I she's don't know like twice if she's as big as all of them. Worried about hurting somebody or what? Mate, but. but it just seems like the the paint by numbers kind of wrestling um, matches that she has. I want to see her mix it up a little bit. It just seems it seems too rehearsed. But it's just like all right, well, all right, Jade is she calling it in the ring? I don't does doesn't seem like she is. So it's just like I want to see the evolution of like how Bianca Belair was like. You know, the hesitant, like, all right, Charlotte, what do I do next? But then it feels like the other girl is dictating the match, even though Jade, you know, is supposed to win. Yeah, she's perfected that kind of thing. She's perfected the basics. Now it's time to, to uh, kick it, it up a notch. Exactly, just a little bit. Exactly. Just a little bit. Kind of show, and if once, once that's yeah. unlocked and it's just like, all right, the light bulb goes, you know, off in her head, it's just like, I don't know what she's thinking, but it's just like, all right, once you take it to that level, I mean, the sky's the fucking limit, man. She could, she could beat anybody. She's the best they're gonna have. I'm hoping that these next three, before they get to forty, if they get to forty, I'm hoping these next three matches of hers. I think she, I hope she showcases and solidifies why she's so great in her mind. I think it's gonna go to like fifty, you know. Or it well, might be, it might be even higher, man. Well, I no, think she's gonna really well, then, have this for a while. Well, no more squash matches then. Or it can go to like forty nine and zero, and her fiftieth is she loses be, it. Yeah, I think they're going for forty, but yeah, 
you know what when it, when she loses it she's not showing any signs that she'll lose though that's that's the but thing. eventually she's still strong man. eventually she's gonna run out of opponents athena is probably her biggest hurdle that she's got to jump because you know what athena is one of those girls that it's like she don't really sweat jade at all and she's been fucking with her they always have these little twitter beefs and stuff like that she just she's getting she, under her skin she's getting yeah. under her skin a little bit you could tell it bothers jade because everybody else that goes against jade she's like i need some real competition and this and that stuff but she doesn't really say that about athena what, so it's just like what was that she said on the promo she goes you know it was cute at first she goes but i'm getting sick of this shit yeah, <laughs> yeah. so there you go Right, we'll see what happens. Uh, but moving on to the main event, uh, AEW interim world champion John Moxley defeats Lionheart Chris Jericho. So Jericho came down to the ring with a clean, shaven face, his signature black and yellow tights, and a vest with a really cool graphic of the uh, Lionheart image on the back of it. Um, the match was super bloody, starting with Jericho ripping Moxley's earring off. Uh, Jericho... Uh, after hitting his head on the exposed turnbuckle, was also spewing blood as well. He was gushing blood, Dude, by was, the way. It was nasty. It, I was yeah. worried for a second. Wow. Um, after the match, the JAS along. Oh, by the way, Jericho tapped. That's how. Uh, that's how it ended. But after the match, the JAS along with Claudio Kingston Ortiz, they all brawled. But then, CM Punk returns from his foot injury. Uh, so music hits. Huge crowd reaction. Um, and he stared Moxley down, mm-hmm. and he's ready to take his world title back. And Moxley's response was a middle was finger, middle finger right in the face of Punk, mm-hmm. and that's how the show closed. So, so, so Dean, what do you think about uh, Jericho bringing back the Lionheart? Um, how do you think he performed? You know, he he definitely can't perform the way he used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his age, given his age, man, he did probably the best he could, and it wasn't bad at all. And uh, I'm I'm glad to see some of his old moves come back, and he was kind of just like having fun. It was so weird to see him like in that kind of gimmick, you know what I'm saying? Because Jericho is one of those guys to where even if it's a really fun and over gimmick, and he said this before too, not just me speculating, he does not bring shit back. Like uh, when everyone's like, "Oh, hey, when you're going to this new company called AEW, are you gonna do the list? Are you gonna, you're gonna be it? Like, what's going on? Like, it's super funny." Nope, nope, not at all. He, he, he doesn't want to be Y two J. He doesn't want to do the it. He doesn't want to do the list. He doesn't want to do anything. He, he, he does it, and if it's the best thing, he still moves on. And then that, I think that's what keeps his career going because he's innovative. But yeah. Uh, you know, enough of me trying to, you know, polish his shoes here, but I'm just saying he, he's one of the best of all time. And I, it was just fun to watch that. That was, that was it. I'm a big Jericho fan. He's the one who got me into the business. So, uh, of course I'm gonna be, you know, all freaking yeah. out about it. But yeah. Going into cool. this match, I didn't think Jericho was going to win, even though they were, I mean, it was a title match, but I, I just never felt like Jericho was going to win the match. But going back to the Lionheart thing, it, I, I do like these callbacks every once in a while it's not like you know it's not a nostalgia act it's just like all right jericho has had such a long career he's been the pain maker he's been y2j he's done the list it's like you it's just been so many things over this you know 30 year plus career it's like all right you go back to the lionheart days you know 95 96 97 wcw days which was some you know awesome great great work um, the match itself, I think it probably got like what four stars, four and a half stars. 
which I, I, didn't, I didn't check, but I, wow, I that's, it, that's not bad. Yeah, I think it's, you know, people were like, man, Jericho's, you know, he's as good as ever. I was like, wow, I wouldn't go that far. He's definitely not as mobile as he used to be, but he's like 50-something no, years old. For his age, man, he's he's doing fucking amazing, though. And, uh, but yeah, but better Mox, than he was a year ago. Oh, yeah, definitely. He, he way, lost a lot of better. weight. He's definitely got in great shape, and kudos to him for anybody that can do that, especially, you know, at his age. And but, uh, not like he needs it, but if you want to listen, he talks about it on his podcast, yeah. his health issues and yeah. all that stuff. So check and, that out, too. No, that's that's definitely great stuff. And Moxley, he's he's on top of his game. Moxley's better now than he ever was in his whole career. Ever, ever he's better now than he ever was in WWE. I don't care what you say, he's better. I saw a side by side of Moxley yeah. and Jericho back in WWE. Yeah. And oh, I'm sorry, that was uh, uh, of Punk and Moxley. Yeah. Uh, I think when uh, uh, Ambrose was a U.S. champion at the time, but yeah, it was it was cool to see 13. the uh, yeah, it yeah. was cool to see that. Uh, that uh you know comparison i think it was in 13 yeah but i mean it's just it's you know these two guys are gonna have probably one of the most brutal matches and it's gonna be super entertaining and you you also can have that callback like i mentioned like punk supposedly you know brought in the shield to be you know for him so it's like he kind of started dean ambrose's big you know mm-hmm thing and it's it's a cool little story yeah. we like that long-term story and i'm sure they're going to be mentioning it oh, in, a, in a will. certain yep. way and but they're, aw don't give a fuck man they've said wwe and shit on tv no they, they will they don't give a sh- fuck man they'll they'll do whatever the fuck they want no they definitely will they'll they'll reference any kind of wwe storyline that there was 10 plus years ago um my personal favorites cm punk and and john moxley are going to face each other at all out for to finally unify the AEW world heavyweight championships and this is kind of a a highly anticipated match now going into all out you know we're going to talk about this extensively um over the next couple weeks obviously but going into this match like all right moxley's have if has had a great summer cm punk has been off most of the summer now going into this match, you think it would be right, wrong, don't really care on who wins this match. Like you feel like CM Punk is just gonna come in, waltz in and, and win the match, or you think is would it be more of like satisfying or gratifying for Moxley to win? Because I know I've heard people say, Hey, Mox has had a great summer. He deserves to win. But then CM Punk is just kind of gonna swoop in and be like, "All right, enough of that. Like, I'm the rightful champion." So, but what do we, you think about that? We can't forget about what Punk did, you know, right before leaving. Man, he was, he was killing it. He just got back. Like, this is like his big comeback story, and he's finally world champion again. And we can't, we can't lose focus of that. You know, Moxley, he's had his flowers. He's done what he could do. He, he's, he's been a great champion. He's been he, rest, He's gonna. He is a great champion still. He's gonna be wrestler of the year this year moxley i guarantee and if it. not it'll be insane if not yeah. you know and but yeah so i i think in my opinion i want to see punk win that's who i'm going for it's gonna uh, be in chicago either way it's still gonna be great turnout either or whoever it's still gonna be great it's, so it's a win-win for me because they're my two personal favorites i love moxley and i love cm punk so it's like either way it's gonna be a great match and i can't wait to see it and with the storyline it's only gonna build from this point moxley you give the middle finger to cm punk that suggests you don't really respect him that much punk oh. is just like all right man that's cool but moxley don't really give a fuck about anyone he man. doesn't he's like 
he, he just kind of reminds me of Stone Cold back in the day where it yeah. seems like it was him against the world. And it's like, all right, I'm going to take on you. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to get beat down. I'm going to come back up and I'm going to win. I'm going to win eventually. So that's where Moxley is in his career right now. And he's on top of his game. Yep, so we will see at All Out on September 4th. It's going to be a big weekend. Then we got Clash at the Castle. We got All Out. Big, big weekend. Um, okay, moving it into Rampage. I'm going to try to summarize as best I can. It's only me right now in the studio. Um, so hear me out. Ready? So it starts with Brian Danielson. He heads down to the ring, and he gets interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Danielson does not need to be 100% um, to to come back. He wants to live 100%, and being in the ring makes him feel the most alive. So we had a good promo from him. Brian says he will never retire willfully. He will have to be injured. Um, but Daniel Garcia won't end his career this Wednesday. Garcia then interrupts his hero... Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson and says uh, says it hurts to see him retire and come back constantly since and since it hurts him he wants to hurt Brian it was like I don't know it was it was a weird promo it was okay but I mean I get what he's saying it was kind of confusing it was it was all right uh, Garcia then says uh, he wants to end his career will no longer uh, just be the Dragon Slayer but he will be called the greatest technical sports entertainer of all time (laughs) so he has to throw in the sports entertainer thing which set brian off like brian was on fire uh he said uh he's cool with people wanting to end his career but he hates the sports entertainment bullshit and he goes fully off on garcia saying he was supposed to be in the blackpool combat club but now he's just playing sports entertainer with jericho it was a really heated promo, and it got super, super good near the end, uh, especially with that sports entertainer shit. Um, and then next, we had the AAA Mixed Tag Team Champions, Ty Mello and Sammy Guevara, defeating Sky Blue and Dante Martin. The match was fucking good. Shows all the highlights of each competitor we saw, and we we also saw more of a brawl and a hard-hitting like style from Dante Martin, which we don't usually see. But we saw that towards of course sammy guevara and you know everything got a little heated so i'm just glad i'm not seeing only flips yes he's amazing but i'm saying i'm glad he's being a little versatile right now next match we had parker boudreaux defeating sunny kiss uh i'm glad to see sunny back who is super super talented but parker is he's he's pretty strong but he got almost no reaction from the crowd being an ex-wwe guy i'm surprised the, the, the future Brock Lesnar, so to speak, right? Um, I'd like to see Parker not act like his old Harlan character from NXT. I can tell he's still wrestling like his old character. Maybe that's the way he does it. But I just, I don't know. Maybe he just needs to break out of his shell a little bit. He's still super, super green. And he's getting a lot of backlash on Twitter because everyone's like, oh man, I guess Tony knows how to sign shitty wrestlers too. And it's like, a, it's a whole thing. Um, but next we got the Gun Club defeating Bear... Uh, Beardhausen, the team of Danhausen and Eric Redbeard, formerly Eric Rowan. Um, but man, Eric can really fucking move. It's so sad that Vince wanted all of his bigger guys to move stiff like the great Kali. But uh, I had no idea that Eric could move like that. But you know, whatever. Uh, so Billy Gunn cuts a promo on his kids saying 
They need to prove themselves next week in their next match. Uh, Billy doesn't think they're listening to him. Blah, blah, blah. And then Stokely tried passing his business card, but they got declined again. So the gun, gun club just wants to stick with their dad. Yada, yada. Uh, Hook, the new FTW champion, heads down to the ring to be interviewed by Tony Giovanni again. Man, that dude was interviewing everyone tonight. Um, But then this guy, Zach Clayton, interrupts. He must be a new guy. I don't know who the fuck he is, but... He's some New Jersey reality star, and he wants to take the FTW title from Hook. Um, I know it's a work, but, yo, fuck this Clayton guy. Because, <laughs> uh, I don't know, the dude just seems like a fucking douchebag, and I fucking hate Jersey reality stars. But, hey, he's obviously playing his character right, because I don't fucking like the dude. Um, but I hope Hook just destroys him and retains his match uh, for his title. But... Let's see. We move into the main event. We got Orange Cassidy with the best friends defeating Ari Davari with Parker Boudreaux and Slim J. I don't know the fuck Slim J is, but they were on his side. So it was a singles match, but Cassidy won. Um, why did they change Orange Cassidy's music? That's the thing I don't get. His music was good and his new music I just don't care for. Maybe you guys do. I don't fucking care for it. Um... But Davari wants Cassidy to lay down and let him win. And if he does, he can join Davari's group. So Cassidy lays down. But then every time Ari goes for a pin, he rolls away. <laughs> and they play a little cat and mouse for a while. But then Cassidy picks up the speed as always. And he never really fails to have a fun match Who, where he still does high-flying shit. And he still works like crazy with fucking no hands and shit. But um, let's see. Parker then destroys Cassidy. And the and then uh, the best friends, uh, really showing his power and his speed. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so this Parker guy, he destroys them all, and he's really showing like his speed and power. Like he was doing amazing. Like he was he was killing it. But uh, then it obviously what I said earlier about him breaking out of his shell. He might be. I don't know. He's definitely showing promise. I don't hate the kid. Uh, kid, he's he's my age, but I don't hate the guy. He's not bad, but yes, he does need a little bit more work. Um, so then Sonny runs to the ring to help Orange Cassidy, but instead, uh, turns on Orange Cassidy and teams with uh Parker Boudreaux. So Sonny Kiss had a little turn. That was kind of surprising. Uh, I did not expect that, and that's kind of how the show ended. So very interesting rampage. It wasn't bad. A lot of promos. Uh. Obviously, Brian Danielson uh, and uh, Daniel Garcia stole the show with their promo, and I'm excited to see their match. So, anyway, that's a quick uh, wrap-up of Rampage. And as always, you can follow us on all of our social medias. Give us a rating and a written review. I would greatly appreciate it. All that stuff will be in our description below. So, go ahead and hit that, and we will see you guys in the next one. Thank you.